Hey y'all, it's KLCP. <laughs> thank you for being here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, it is yet another episode. This is episode 13. Um, we thank God. We thank God for the gift of life. We thank God that we can still be here, you know, um, be alive. Um, we're still breathing. We're still pushing. Um, and that's that's so important. And, that's, and that matters, honestly. Um, I'd like to just uh, kindly remind you that, you know, uh, we are on season two. Uh, episode 13 uh, we still have all the other episodes available and uh, honestly we just we just thank God for that just thank God for his word we thank God for what he finished for us the work that he finished through Jesus Christ today in this episode I just want us to talk about something that is very important, something crucial, as being adopted into the kingdom of light, as being able now to come boldly to the throne of grace, as being the children of God. What that means, you know, how do we even get to be adopted into this kingdom, and so forth. I'd like us to pray before we start this episode and just... Uh, Honor the one who has carried us so far. Honor the one who loves us so much. May you please just pray with me. Lord, we thank you yet again for another episode. We thank you yet again for the gift of life. Thank you, Father God, that we are well that we can still experience your goodness, that we can still experience your grace. We thank you, Lord God, that you have given us the greatest gift, which is our salvation. We honor you, Lord God, even at this time. We honor you, Father, because we know that you just continue to love us. You continue to call us. <laughs> you continue to want this fellowship with us you continue to want to reconcile us through jesus christ we have life and life in abundance and we thank you for that lord i pray that this episode lord god it brings you glory that father it represents what you want that lord i'm able to speak the truth your word, nothing else but the truth, which is your word. I pray for the person listening right now, that Father, you continue to speak to them, even beyond this episode. You continue to speak to them, and that, Lord, they listen to you, that they open their ears, especially their spiritual ears, Lord God, that they get to hear you speak through different people, through different ways, that they hear you, Father God. I pray all this, Father, in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, it is so important to 
to start like this it is so important for us to remember that god is our guide he's our ultimate guide he's our source he's the he's the beginning and he is the end in him there is no beginning and there is no end but he is the alpha and the omega once again welcome to this episode episode 13 adopted into the kingdom of light now i'm i'm sure you've heard you know about the process of adoption um you know adoption is it's a well-known um you know process where a person assumes the parenting of another usually a child from that person's biological or legal parent so what happens is that um, the person who will be adopting the child will now permanently transfer all the rights and the responsibilities. They will have um, the rights and the responsibilities to now be the parent to this child. And um, unlike uh, guardianship or other systems designed for the care of the young, this one in, in particular, which is adoption, is intended to effect a permanent change in status. Um, you, you, we get this, the description that I just read, you get it when you just Google adoption, okay? So that is, you know, what we know it to be. Um, but I think what we, what is not always said is the fact that adoption will now have this effect which is going to be permanent, a permanent change of status of that child. And um, that child gets to have a sort of like a new identity. Born, um, it's like they are reborn into a new family. They are brought into a new family. Now, what does this mean for us? Um, when, when the Bible says we have been adopted into the kingdom of light, we have been adopted into God's family. What does this mean for us? Now, when we look at um, Ephesians chapter 1, we're going to look from verse 5 to 6. It reads, God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. So we praise God. For the glorious grace he has poured out on us who belong to his son. God decided, made a decision to adopt us. Um, just maybe to have an understanding of why maybe we needed to be adopted or why we needed saving. Um, the previous episode, episode 12, uh, we spoke about that. Uh, saved to the eternal drive we spoke about salvation why we needed saving where we looked at uh, genesis 3 and um, all these other interesting verses that talk about how we were sons of disobedience at once and we were enemies um you know we were enemies of god we we were not we were far from him you know we, we were enemies with him so here we find in Ephesians, uh, it clearly explains now how God decided to adopt us 
into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. And um, also when you look at Galatians, the book of Galatians chapter 4 verse 5, it says, to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoptions, adoption as sons. This was, this was a decision that God made uh, because he wanted to, to reconcile us to himself. After the fall of humanity, we became enemies with God. We became sons and daughters of disobedience. And God never intended that to happen. He never wanted us to live outside of um outside of us not being able to uh have fellowship with him and he then decided to reconcile us to himself through jesus christ jesus christ became the perfect sacrifice for us to have a way for us to be able to to be called the children of god and um, it's really, really important for us to understand this because it then brings about a new, a new description of what it means to be a child of God. When you look at Romans 8 verse 15. So Romans 8 verse 15 reads, For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry abba father and um you know abba is an aramic word that means father and here it is um it is repeated you know abba father to doubly emphasize the fatherhood of god he is a true father to us he is a great great father to us and um we don't just see this by what he did so that he can so that we can have a way again to 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 abide in him and to be found in him but he also continues to do this you know to call us uh when we are far from him you know um another question that may arise here is that okay how are we adopted to god's kingdom the kingdom of light how are we adopted to that kingdom and um you know there's many there's many ways of looking at at that but honestly i think the most important thing here is for us to realize that it is clear in the bible um that we are able to be called the sons of uh, of god if we come to realization that um being 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 in him means that we need to have a change there's a change that comes with that there's a there's this correspondence that we ought to to have when we start to realize that we are now the sons of god we're no longer the same we are different <laughs> And honestly, he is, he is God and he loves us so much. 
he continues to love us so much when you look at um first john verse 12 to 13 it says but to all who did receive him who believed in his name he gave the right to become children of god who were born not of blood nor of the will of the flesh not of the will of man but of god those that receive him believe in his name he then gave those ones the right to become the children of god uh to be adopted so we get to be adopted uh into this kingdom when we receive jesus christ and we uh believe in his name and um i love the fact that here it explains that it is not uh of blood nor the will of flesh nor the will of man but of god so this means that we are adopted into the family of god uh and we are redeemed from the curse of sin remember that our relationship with god was was tempered with when um the firstborn of humanity or when adam uh sinned against god when he disobeyed god in genesis 3 so we were once enemies with god but now we are sons when we receive jesus christ and we believe in him our relationship with god is restored and it is it is now um you know changed from enemies to sons but now there's something that we always overlook. What does it mean to be the child of God? What does it mean to be the son? What does it mean to be the daughter? What does it mean to now be the child of God? Because there's always that conception that, or that stigma that everyone is, the ch- is, 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 a, ch- is a child of God. Or everyone is, we are all children of God. And when you look at the Bible, it does not say that. We are created by God. We are all created by God. But the ones that are now children of God, as we read even on um, Ephesians, those ones are those that are now adopted into his own family. Okay? Uh, So what does it mean to be the child of God? So we know that naturally we are enslaved to sin. We spoke about this again on the last episode naturally we are enslaved to sin we are more prone to sin our flesh is more prone to sin than any other thing and um we we like to would we prefer to live to follow its dictates and we gravitate more to sin than we gravitate to righteousness so here we're going to look at john 8 verse 34 and also we're going to look at Romans 6 verse 16. Let's start with John 8 verse 34. So it says, Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. That was Jesus Christ talking. John eight thirty-four. Then we look at Romans 6 verse 16. It says, do not. Oh, sorry. It says, do you not. Know that if you present yourselves to anyone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one whom you obey, 
either of sin, which leads to death, or of obedience, which leads to righteousness. And I think these verses are, they explain this quite clearly, that when we sin, we are slaves to that sin. And also, uh, I think Paul explains it nicely in uh, Romans 7, uh, verse 19. He says, For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I keep on doing. Now, if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I who do it, but the sin that dwells within me. So here he was explaining that when he keeps on doing what he doesn't want to do anymore, which is sin in this case, it is no longer him that does that, but it is the sin in him that continues to do that. It's like when you're addicted to something, either food or substance, some, some substance, you know, it is like it's now controlling you. It takes over you, you know, and that means you are now a prisoner. You know, so that's what it means here when you say, naturally, we are enslaved to sin. We are slaves to sin. And Jesus says that uh, on Roman, on John 8, on John 8, verse 34, that if anyone, if everyone who practices sin, that person is a slave to sin. So we then look at now, you know, us being the children of God, that Second Corinthians 5 verse 17 then tells us that if anyone, Paul says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Which means when now you've done this, you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you've be, you're believing in his name, you now... Um, you now have this um, new creation. You are a new creation. You are a new creature, which means the old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. You've now become a new person. And with this new person comes new desires. With this new person comes, you no longer want what you wanted before. You're no longer pleased by sin and sinful desires, but you want to please the Father. Okay, when we look at um, Romans, Romans 8, um, verse 13, it says, For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. And this is the spiritual death that Paul is talking about here. Because everyone will die. But the one he's talking about here is the spiritual death. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. <laughs> So what will make you live is the fact that you are able to put to death the deeds of the body. Because remember, as we said, your body is more prone to sinning than it is prone to righteousness. Because again, of the fall of man. But when you continue to do this daily, you fight. You fight against your flesh. You put to death the deeds of your body. You put to death the deeds, the thoughts, the evil thoughts, you know, the jealousy um, um, greed, all those things, you are able to put to death the deeds of the body, then you will live. And when you look at the, which is the main uh, verse here as well, for all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. So Paul is then going further to explain that 
people who are led by the Spirit of God, those are sons of God. What makes us see that you are the Son of God is what you do. You being led by the Spirit. And you, we know when you go to Galatians 5, it talks about the fruits of the Spirit. The fruits of the Spirit only come about when you are being led by the Spirit. Because the fruits of the Spirit are going to be the outputs of you having the Spirit as the input. And then the process will take place. And then you're going to have the fruits of the Spirit as the output. So when we look at this, this verse is so important. Verse 14 of Romans 8. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. Those are sons of God. If we are being led by the Spirit. Um, so to be a child of God means your old sin nature is replaced with the nature that wants to please the Lord. You now want to please the Father. You now want to please the one who created you. The one who loves you so much that he decided, he decided to come down on earth through Jesus Christ to redeem you. You start, you, you start aligning yourself with that. You start aligning yourself with what he has called you to do. You start applying Romans 8 verse 13. You no longer live according to the flesh, but you live by the spirit. By the spirit, you put to death the deeds of the body. And honestly, it is so important to always remember, we can't do this in our natural self. Our natural self is more prone to sin. Our natural self does not have in itself the desire to stop sinning. It does not have it. But the Spirit of God, the Spirit of righteousness, the Spirit of the Father is the one that is able, that is capable of taking away that desire, that sinful desire in our hearts. So it is so important for us to get to understand that we won't be able to do this on our own. But it is us inviting God. It is us saying, Abba, Father, crying to the Lord and saying, Father, I need you. Take this away from me. Cleanse my heart. You know, when you look at Psalms 51 verse 7, the psalmist there says, Purge me with high soap. And I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. He has an understanding that only God can do that. And through Jesus Christ, through his blood, we have been cleansed. We have been given the opportunity to have a new life. To start seeking the things of the to start seeking the things of the Father, the things of the Spirit. To start seeking the things of the heavens that we no longer care so much about the things of this world. Just quickly gonna go to first John. First John uh verse 15. Actually, it's first John chapter 2, verse 15. It says, Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, <laughs> the desires of the flesh, 
and the desires of the eyes and the pride of life is not from the Father, but it is from the world. This is so, so, so crucial for us to understand. And these three things that are mentioned here, the desires, the desires of the flesh, the desires of the eyes and the pride of life. These are the things that the devil tempts, tempts us with. And the only way we can be able to resist him, we can be able to, 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 to be victorious is when we look to Jesus. It's when we look to our king who has already accomplished all, who has already overcome the world. And of course, we, 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 you know, and it's something that we, we ought not to, to focus on, but we are, we are human beings. We are going to sin. But I, wa I, wa I want to clarify something there because, you know, there's always that thing of saying, yeah, but I'm human, you know, I'm going to sin. I'm human. I'm, I'm prone to making mistakes. Yeah, that's true. But um, we should never overlook the power of the cross. What happened on that cross. Because what happened on that cross, it was to give us a clear indication that we can now be able to live holy lives. We can now be able to seek God every single day. The Spirit himself bears witness. He leads us into hatred of sin. And he leads us to cry, Abba, Father. This is still in relation to Romans 8. <sighs> the spirit within us is the one that bears witness. It is the one that is able to lead us into hatred of our sin. When we look at ourselves and we remember our, our sinful desires, we are ashamed. And we hate that. We hate that sight. Because we no longer want to go back there. We want to be new. We want to become. We, we really want to become the children of God. We, we really want to become the children of righteousness. Because a child of God has a desire to live in a way that pleases the Heavenly Father. That is the child of God. A child of God will no longer want to be so entertained with the things of this world. When we look at 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31, it says, So whether you eat or drink, or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. It changes everything, saints. When you are now a child of God, it changes everything. You now just want to do what the Father has called you to do. When you look at um, Titus, Chapter 2, verse 14. You are now eager to do good works. You are now eager to represent the kingdom of light. You really become the light in the darkness. You really become the salt of the earth. You bring about flavor. You're different. Not that you can boast about it, but because of the one you represent now. Titus, chapter 2, verse 14 says, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession. 
who are zealous for good works. That was the whole point. That was the aim. Jesus Christ didn't just die. His death was not it it shouldn't be something that we look as and it, we just take it as it was done in vain. He did it so that we can now come with boldness to God. We can now be able to cry abba, father. We can now have we now have a hope. We have a new hope because of the one who redeemed us because of the one who loved us so much he gave us life and life in abundance he loved us enough to give us another chance to be called sons and uh, if only we can come into understanding what this means how this is so so important and how this is so crucial for us to get that he didn't die for nothing that he was the perfect sacrifice for all of us um now we we can't go on practicing sinning we can't it doesn't it doesn't become our nature anymore it just can't in fact what becomes our nature now is totally different it's righteousness now we now practice righteousness the word practice means to do something continually to keep on doing something to keep on just continuously when people are going to practice they they keep on doing that until maybe the day when they have to go play football the big match or whatever they keep on practicing though preparing themselves every day they may stumble but they just keep on practicing because they are preparing for that match now them preparing during the preparation during the practicing a lot can happen they can stumble they can fall but they need to stand up because the match is still is still on they still need to go on they they still practicing so practice then becomes a habit righteousness is supposed to become our habit we're supposed to practice righteousness we're supposed to practice righteousness when we look at first john um 3 verse 8 Okay, we can look at first John um 3 verse 8 which says whoever makes a practice of sinning is of the devil for the devil has been sinning from the beginning the reason the son of god appeared was to destroy the works of the devil that was the whole point that's why he appeared that's why he that's why he appeared and when we look at 1 John 3:10 it says by this it is evident who are children who are the children of god and who are the children of the devil 
whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is the one who does not love his brother. <laughs> we are probably going to be talking about the characteristics of, you know, a child of God or a Christian um, in, in another episode. But here I just wanted to really just dive into explaining briefly you know um how we've been adopted into the kingdom of light and a few of the things that then are then indicated you know after you've been adopted that means you are now a child in this family and you ought to have certain characteristics now you ought to have um you know your ways they change your desires they change the way you look at things the way you perceive things it changes um maybe like the last verse we can look at is luke luke 9 verse 23 jesus christ says whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me I'm just going to read that again. Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. He says they must take up their cross daily. Maybe the question that I can ask you is, are you taking up your cross daily? Are you denying yourself daily? Are you putting to death the sinful desires of your flesh? So that you can be the child of God. And uh, so important to for us to really be honest with ourselves. And to go back and, and repent. And to go back and ask for forgiveness. And to go back and ask God to help us. To cleanse us to become the potter in us that lay, to allow him to craft us yet again, to, to create in us a clean heart. Because remember that the heart is the issue here. Everything that you do flows from the heart. So, <laughs> and the world doesn't make it simpler. It says you must follow your heart. You following your heart if it is already deceitful, it's a problem. That's why the first thing is to start by clearing that heart. Allow God to cleanse it. Allow God to work on it. So that we can be the children of righteousness. To seek righteousness. To seek and to follow what is good. To walk the way Christ walked. To look to Christ who is the founder to look to Christ who is the foundation to look to Christ who is the eternal rock who is the stable rock we spoke about that on Anchored please do check that episode out as well for us to have an understanding of who Christ is in our lives it's important for us to to really be intentional about the word of God. 
He loves you. He cares for you. Stay blessed.